Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another episode. Yeah, I like this uh, episode a lot because they're at the water park. And I <laughs> I like water parks. I want to go back you to do. one. You do. You do love a water park. You've told me this. Yes, we are back for season five, episode four of Cobra Kai, Downward Spiral. And we're back in the swing of things, Sal. We had a little break. You know, we talked about it last week. We won't bore people. But uh, a couple things, a couple announcements before we get into things here, oh, folks. Uh, yeah. You want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> I didn't know we had bad news. What it's bad not news bad news. <laughs> okay, it's not bad, bad news. But it's I normal. usually like bad news first because then I like bad to news end first. It on, on good news. Sure. Bad news first. It's yeah. not even bad news. It's just not as good. So okay. looking around at our Apple Podcast reviews this weekend, and usually they're just stellar. Sure. Well... We had a fan leave a one-star review. What? And basically... One-star review? One-star review, basically shaming us <laughs> because we hadn't had a, an episode, or they called it a review, yes. in two weeks. So it just really kind of made me take a step back and think, hold on. Fan of show hurts show <laughs> because there was a gap in our release. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to even give this person any credit or I don't want to mention them. I don't want to bring any more. You know, you can go look it up on your own. I just don't get it. I understand that we had a lapse in our releasing and it was hurting me internally, but I just had no studio time, space, and I was running a film festival. But if you're ever perturbed at something that we've done, said, or missing a week or two, just message us. Happy yeah. to get back to you. But to sure. hurt our credibility, it's not even personal. It doesn't even hurt me personally because it's just silly. It could hurt us in standings. It could hurt us in oh. potential sponsors. So oh, no. this is more of a call to action for our fans. To offset one one-star review, we really need kind of a wave of five-star review. So if you have never given a five-star review, it could be like, love it, or something more in-depth. Please do so because we want to just not fall down the rankings because of someone's just short-sightedness. I didn't know that one one-star review would have any bearing because I have an eBay rating as an eBay seller, mm -hmm. and you get a bad review, it affects your eBay seller rating. I didn't know that it was a similar principle when it comes to podcasting. Yeah, all of a sudden, our 4.8 could drop, not to mention just one bad review is much worse than one five-star review, right? Yeah. We almost need five to 10 to offset sure, the one. Sure. And listen, if you don't love us, I get it. I'd almost rather it be can't stand the commentary, blah, blah, blah. But this was <laughs> like a, a fan. Diss. This was yeah, like yeah, a fan yeah. going, hey, what's going on, you guys? You know, that's like, hey, your cousin's upsetting you. So just, you know, or your friend, just go talk to them. Don't get a plane and uh, fly over with the banner, you know, scolding <laughs> them and embarrassing them. So anyway, it's a small thing, but it just kind of like, ah. Well, then let me ask you. Chaps my high a little bit. Can somebody withdraw a review that i don't forever? know about however i've heard people who've left us reviews on this show or other shows and it never manifested it never popped up they even sent me a screenshot so that's it oh my God. i don't think they withdrew it i think something happened with some sort of approval i don't know mm. i don't know if you can withdraw and if you can please whomever did that think about that because as soon as it came out, we already had an episode live, by the way, because it was left like a few days earlier. But that said, that's the bad news. So call to action for our fans. Please leave us a five-star review. We need it 500 so five-star reviews. We just need 500, folks. This is a telethon. <laughs> now the good news. Yes, yes. This week, Just Curious Media is launching Doggone. And what is Doggone. You know what doggone is. <laughs> You're even on the first episode. What do, What could you be even talking about? Doggone is, I mean, it's not as playful as Let's Talk Cobra Kai or even Let's Talk Movies or That's a Crime. Well, it's different. It can be a, a, a world of its own, I would imagine. 
it can be a world of its own. But the synopsis for Doggone is a dog lover's podcast devoted to honoring the lives and memories of man's best friend. That's a synopsis. It's really celebrating your dog's life. All of it from beginning to it is called Doggone. And on the first episode, I tell a very personal story about my recent dog who passed away in May and Nico, Nicolas, and uh, it really helped me grieve. You were there for me. I wanted to have someone else on the show rather than me just tell the story. And it's great. It's beautiful. I'm editing it now. I took a break. It was very close to me and I gave it uh, a few months, but it's beautiful because it launches on the 11th and it'll be six months to the day that he passed away. And I think it's very fitting. And then I will do a series of interviews with other people and tell their stories. And I'm very excited. And if you're a dog lover and you love a good story, uh, tune in. Dog yeah, on. I think it's very special. It, it, I think it's a very special show, a special idea. And I was proud to be a, a part of it on the, uh, what is it, what'd you call it? The pilot episode? Pilot episode. Call it. Yeah. And I just want to be clear to all of our listeners. I have a cat. Her name is mm-hmm. Esme. Before Esme, I had two cats, a Fluff Daddy and Little Mister. But, uh... Make no mistakes. I love dogs. I do yeah. love dogs. I love my cats, but I absolutely love dogs too. So uh, don't let anybody ever tell you you got to pick and choose. You can love both cats you can and love dogs. Both. You can. And quickly on you, I know you're a dog lover. You had, It's funny, you never met Nico because the proximity and then the pandemic. And so you always saw him running around behind me sometimes. Sure. But you had met my previous dog passed away in 2013 Brody because he was at the office all the time my chocolate lab Nico was a white German shepherd but you met him and the day he passed away you're the only person that called me what it wasn't just out of nowhere he had gotten sick and uh I got a lot of social media like hey you know sorry about Brody but you actually called me I didn't answer I was a mess yeah I was at a coffee shop but I was touched and you left me a message so and we're even better friends now. Or we talk a lot more. And I was like, wow, that was cool that he reached out. Because I knew you also loved dogs. You had dogs growing up. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can relate. Believe me, I'm looking forward to this new show. Uh, I really am. Because I've had my experiences. I hear your experience. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, more people's experience. However heart-wrenching it might be, this is, I think, a topic that I think needs to be addressed. I think, you know, when it comes totally. to grieving, mm-hmm. when it comes to people, you grieve people, and yeah. everybody can accept that. But yeah. when it comes to our pets, our animals, our, our, our pet companions, it's sort of a different thing. It's, it's oh, a different I thing. It's and, and, and I think it's good to, Yeah, it's good to talk about it. It's good to bring it to light. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Let's jump in. I know our fans are excited. So let's jump in with a word from our sponsor. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. Perfect. Okay. Netflix brings us Cobra Kai. Thank you, Netflix. Appreciate that. Every episode in season five is released and was released on September 9th, 2022. Again, this is season five, episode four, Downward Spiral. Speaking of which, the rating is the Uh, lowest of the season. However, Sal, however, quick uh, disclaimer, it's 7.6 on IMDb, but we had a little bit of a pause. We did the show later than usual. We had a little bit of a, you know, had a break due to my Our schedule. Show. Our show. Yes, yes. And usually we pluck these right out of the gate. So I think they kind of peak, come down a little bit, and they settle. So we're catching probably the downward spiral. This will probably pop up to eight, but it's the lowest of the season thus far. And it's kind of a setup episode, honestly. That happens. You have 10, you know what, and you, you know need what? setup there episodes. Ton, there wasn't a ton of fighting in this episode. I and it was short. Why. So Yeah, I think that's why people were disappointed, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that a rating, not unlike a single star rating, you know, yeah. a low rating could be sadness. It's it's disappointment. Yeah. You're, you're sad yeah. is what you are. Yeah. Could have been longer. Hate this show. <laughs> Hate this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The synopsis for this episode. Johnny and Carmen's romance flies high 
while Daniel and Amanda are rattled by Terry's schemes. The teens' feuds spill over at the water park. Well, that's it. That is exactly the episode summed up. Jason, if we're going to talk about good news, bad news, I think the bad news is this water park is indeed in Atlanta. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, it's not the one near you. No, nope, 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 nope. Which is called? Well, there's Hurricane Harbor over here. There's uh, Raging Waters over there. And there's uh, one more that I'm forgetting about. At least three. Yeah, not this one. No. So here we go with our scene-by-scene breakdown. We open at the Diaz's apartment. And Carmen comes home, and she's got issues with the plumbing. Out of nowhere. And Sal, this takes us into a Top Gun montage with Playing With The Boys from Kenny Loggins. Great sequence. And Top Gun's all the rage now because Maverick is also out in the last six months or whatever. And so you finally saw Top Gun and shortly after saw Top Gun 2. Yeah, well, thanks to you, I'm sort of a, a new to the franchise. I only saw Top Gun within the last, what, six, nine months and just saw Maverick I'm on board. I'm a fan. Maverick, I, uh, I luckily was able to see it on the big screen. Yes. I loved it. I really loved it's it. It's great. I've seen it twice yeah. in the theater. But what a great montage this is. Yeah. You've got Johnny playing volleyball, just like they do in the original. And the sequel, they're playing football, two footballs. Kind of cool. Great song. Yes. But this Maybe. is the song from the original. And then Johnny's got a baby, and he's doing all the right things. He's a perfect father. So you know this is some sort of dream. But Sal, it's not his dream. This is Carmen's dream. She's dreaming about Maverick. Wow. Yeah. What is it? Johnny embodying Maverick? Like Johnny is Maverick. I love that it's her dream. That makes her then, who's the first character from the first movie? Kelly McGillis. Was that maker Kelly McGillis? (laughs) Yeah. Well, she wakes up. She's super excited about the dream. And then she wants to tell him about it. And he's like, yeah. You know, he's, he's right there. He's game. Tell me all about yeah. it. I just love the way they interact, the way they get along. They are such a great couple. Yeah, great chemistry. So now we're at LaRusso's house, and Daniel and Chosen, they're waiting for Silver's attack. Because, I mean, <laughs> let's just think about what happened last episode. Yeah. Barnes's furniture store, That's up in serious. flames, right? Arson, arson is huge. Well, he didn't commit arson. I was going to ask, who do you think did that? Like, who did Silver have do that? I don't know. Who would have he's done got, He's got his own henchmen. I think it was the ref from the All Valley. Probably, probably wanted was some, that some more money. <laughs> yeah. We learn that Barnes left town, and he doesn't even know if Silver was responsible. But as they're talking, Amanda comes in looking amazing in her dress, and she can't decide on this really nice necklace if it's too much. She's actually nervous. And we don't see Amanda nervous that often. Not like no. this. Like yeah. bubbling over because they're going to a charity auction and she really wants to be a part of this charity yeah yeah she wants to uh be seen in a positive light by the powers that be of this of this charity that that helps teens exactly yeah and we're going to get more into that but chosen has the night off the day off but he's on watch still got to keep an eye on the dealership through the webcam through the (laughs) through the computer and also keep an eye on the home the The private security yeah got to have chosen now we're off and we're at Reseda apartment. I say that because we see the exterior. You know, now it's always ping-ponging between Diaz's and Johnny's, but I love the exterior because we know, Sal, that is in the valley. That is. Yes. That exactly. exterior that is not is. Atlanta. No. Not Atlanta. And Sal, Johnny is seeking employment. And he's calling one of those numbers like make thirty thousand in thirty days. And this conversation's hilarious because they're asking for his social, yeah. his mother's maiden name. He even starts to give his social. Yeah, it's one four mother's maiden names Brown, and he's you know he's like oblivious to scams. Wait a second, you really think Johnny was falling for that? I thought he was playing them. He said his social was like one four five. Whose social starts with one? I don't. Nobody's social he, starts with one. I don't think he's playing them. <laughs> I don't. I think he's just oblivious. Really? Is you think his mother's maiden name? really is brown oh yeah my thoughts holy cow yeah (laughs) oh wow johnny but then out of nowhere who arrives this was surprising yeah you know what i'm looking good looking clean she looks fantastic yes i think she's sober now 
She looks great, and this was a surprise. I think every time Shannon arrives, it's a surprise. So there's Robbie's mother there at the front door. Yeah, because Robbie's going to go stay with her parents in Bainbridge Island, which is in Washington State, real place, looked it up. He's going to stay in a cabin, get three meals a day, all I was thinking, as opposed to what? But okay, three meals. He's going to have this great time, and... This is when she notices the place. It doesn't look like Johnny's place from before, yes, yes. right? And Johnny, proud of this picture he hung, which we hinted at T's last episode. Yes. And Johnny says, this is the lighthouse picture. That is a real lighthouse in Narragansett, built in 1856. Now, Sal. Yes. That is point judith lighthouse in narragansett rhode island yes. and i currently live 15 minutes from that lighthouse oh my god have you been to that lighthouse many times what you've been <laughs> to that lighthouse in johnny's picture when this episode aired i nearly fell over and so did sophia we were just like is this happening and we were still living in massachusetts but we were already in motion on this home and we knew the lighthouse was there. Hadn't been there yet. You, now, to be clear, you can no longer, because I've asked locals, go up the lighthouse. There was a time uh, you could. Yeah, it's a, you it's on a anymore. naval base. Most lighthouses are closed off to go up. Most yeah, are, but some you can get really close. This one you can get yeah. close up to the fence, but very close. And the ocean's there, big surfing community there. And Narragansett's right there. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, great restaurants, wow. and this lighthouse. So when he said that, I was like, are you kidding me? Somehow I always wind up somewhere where Karate Kid's happening or happened, right? We moved to Massachusetts. The next Karate Kid happened like 20 minutes from our house. So we'll have to do a special episode after the season where I go to the lighthouse. I mean, at what point are coincidences no longer coincidences? I don't know. Man. Yeah. Like This is like almost like destiny in a way. Yeah. Machio will have to be on the show. Let's not forget The Outsiders filmed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's that museum there, The Outsiders House. Machio goes back every now and again. But there you have it. True story. Amazing. Wait, hang on, Jason. One more thing. Machio was just in Rhode Island. And he was just in Tulsa. He's doing a tour right now with his book, which wow. I'm enjoying. I must say oh, I'm reading wow. Waxing On and I'm loving it. I almost don't want to finish it. I'm chipping yeah, away when I have time because I'm really savoring it. I'm telling you. I know. I know. You don't, you don't want it to end. And read it yourself and all of you fans. I I'm going to get the, uh, the audiobook. I am. Because he's reading it. He does narrate it. Yes. That's awesome. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. But back to Johnny's facts about said lighthouse. He says built in 1856. Now, that's something I didn't know, so I had to look it up. Here's what I read. The first lighthouse, the first Point Judith lighthouse, was built in 1810, but the octagonal brick building was erected in 1816, but even more construction took place in 1857. So he wasn't too far off from the later construction, but there's just some more history for you. Nice. But there's a lot of history on this coast. It's funny, when I grew up in Oklahoma, I live in California, you're like, oh yeah, I was 50 years old, or whatever. And here, you get like, yeah. you know, a couple hundred years. It's not quite Europe, but for U.S., history is on this side. I got. Well, it say. was New Europe is what it was. Exactly. New England. No. Yeah, there you go. So back to the conversation between Shannon and Johnny. So Shannon immediately notices this overwhelmed look on Johnny. When she said that, it reminded me of the O-Face from Office Space as well, which had that go south. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Is that what it was? Was that what it was? <laughs> Something. Uh, lumbar. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, that's not the face he's making. She recognizes it as this overwhelmness that he's really confused and overwhelmed about a baby. So she put it together that fast. He's got that look when she was pregnant with Robbie and he became like this blustering idiot. I related it to uh, Three Men and a Baby last episode. He doesn't know how to handle things. And she immediately knows you knocked up Carmen. She's good. Shannon's good. Her intuition was good. spot on. That's mother's intuition. Also, she knows Johnny very well. Knows him very Forever well. bonded through Robbie. That's like also some like sixth sense stuff too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he's talking about needing a job because she walked in and he was wrapping that phone call. And then she mentions the gig economy. And yeah. then he calls that what? 
what is it called? Uh, dork to door service. <laughs> so good. <laughs> dork to door service. <laughs> it's pretty good. I live in a neighborhood, and I got to be specific. I don't need to have food delivered to yeah, me because you can walk to food. Whatever. But guess what? I got all these twenty somethings around me. They're getting food deliveries all the time. I'm like, I'm thinking, do these people know they can go? Like they can go. Yeah. But they don't. They the food is delivered all no, the time. No, we can't go. We gotta. Well, they think it's the pandemic still. They think, yeah, exactly. Distancing still. That is a big industry. The gig economy Huge. is big and food delivery is big. Now, one thing kind of struck me a little bit. Johnny needs a job. Where better than to have employment than at LaRusso Auto? <laughs> Could you not see Johnny selling cars, looking the part? I'd love to see him as a salesman. With I don't know. A, would he be too blatant? Louis. Well, maybe, but it would be funny it, for kicks. It would be very funny, and and I don't think he's ever officially been offered a job at LaRusso Auto. Robbie worked at LaRusso Auto. His son worked at LaRusso Auto, exactly. but but Johnny's never worked at LaRusso or been offered a job, right? No. I think he could know. do sales. If a person is okay with just brutal honesty, at least in Johnny's eyes, his honesty, yeah, uh, yeah I think it maybe could work. It maybe yeah. could work. Just to be clear, I used to work at a gym, and uh, gym sales was like a big thing at one time. Not so much anymore. They changed the climate. But I used to know this gym salesman who would literally like reach over the desk and grab people's gut. He would literally, this is in the, in the 90s when you can do that. He would grab people's gut and be like, oh, you don't want to join the gym, huh? So wow. yeah, Johnny could be like that. Johnny could be like that guy. Shame right them into joining. <laughs> Shame them into buying a car. I think Johnny could do it. Wow, that's pretty good. So now we're at Splasharama Water Adventure. Yes. In Atlanta, Georgia. No, I, I don't know where it's at. <laughs> we're assuming. We're going to make that assumption. It's, I don't think it's anywhere in California. No. I don't think so. And Anthony discovers Yasmin and Moon, which Ooh. is hilarious. I mean, he is a middle schooler going into high school. Mm. Here's his sister's high school friends. That's Sal, true. Sal, did you ever discover any of your sister's friends while growing up in this fashion? I think I remember... <laughs> I remember like my sister and her friends would be like sunbathing in the backyard. And Much I remember like she this? had a couple of friends that would come over. Yes, they would be sunbathing. And I do remember I, a couple of her friends whose names will not be mentioned. I remember a couple of them back there sunbathing. Uh -oh. Sure. I do remember that. Was yeah. So that now, now that you mentioned it, I was in a similar situation. Yes. Was it that scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Was it that <laughs> type of scene with, with Phoebe, Phoebe Cates? With, Is that Phoebe what's Cates? going on with... Uh... No, no. Thankfully, I was too young for that. I oh, was okay. probably... Yeah. At this time, my sister was probably in high school. I must have been in elementary school. Oh, Because okay. I... Yeah, there was even a bigger gap between my next sister than uh, Anthony and Sam. I think so. I had younger sisters, so this never applied. But no, but you know what you have, you probably had. You know what you probably had. What's you that? might have had your sister's friends. Might be had crushes on you, maybe. Well, again, just too young. So I, it too was young. not applicable. But okay. uh, but a great scene here, and yeah. also Sam is continuing on her eat, pray, love journey. As Moon and her always have uh, those little chats. Moon always brings that bohemianness oh, yeah. to scenes. And Get then, to center. Yeah, find, oh, find she's center. great. She's great at it. And then Eli and Miguel arrive. And this leads to some very awkward moments with Sam and Miguel because yeah. they haven't really seen each other. And it's not, you know, hostile by any means. No. It's almost no. like, oh, we like each other, but we don't even know how to communicate right now because we're friends again. So mm -hmm. it's kind of funny. And they played it very well, I thought. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the water park in a different section, because Everybody goes to the water park the same day, it seems like. It's all happening today. It must have been like, it like a, a field trip or yeah, something. Yeah, like a cheap dojos get in half price or something. Now that you mentioned it, we got no explanation. Just for no, some reason, everybody's no. there the same day. Everybody goes. <laughs> okay. So then Robbie arrives, and he and Tori catch up. And Sal, he tries to get her to quit Cobra Kai. Yeah. Is this where he basically says... Almost makes her choose, right? Well, no, because he's hammering the point home the whole episode with her. So this is the first encounter. Almost like, hey, you know, they're brainwashed, you know, just something. It's like he's kind of one note. Whatever Robbie's into, he's into, and he's going to try to push that on you. And Tori's just like, hey, she just kind of revowed herself to Cobra Kai. So. But you got to remember, Tori is still in the wake of realizing that she didn't officially, honestly win All Valley. You know well, what I mean? It, yeah, it's, She's it's cloudy. Still there's those, an asterisk. Yeah. And, and, yes, but, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's an asterisk. But um, 
then it's time to go stop that conversation and check out the typhoon with the five-story drop. Now, that sounds kind of fun, Sal. Yeah, that's one of those slides, I would imagine, where you got to cross your legs, cross your arms, go feet first, and you get a a nice wedgie at the bottom of it. We used to have a, I've talked about this on previous episodes, but we had a water park in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Big Splash. And they had the water, you know, slides, the little round, they were called flumes, those were the the fun ones. And then they had the speed slide, they called it the silver bullet. (sighs) That's the first time I'd ever seen one of those, and I went there, and I was like, 12 13 yeah you have to sit like this cross yeah. your legs and you go down and it is like terrifying but then you're yeah. hooked like my cousin yeah. and i would just run up to the top do it again run up to the top do it again it was a thrill is that water park still there still there different name okay nice i went the first two summers it was open so everything's brand new fresh yeah. everything's nice. cool i'm sure those days are long gone over the hill also, you want to not only go to a brand new place, which would be fantastic, but if you can't do a brand new place, at least you want to go early in the season. I say go to any water park or community pool early, early in the season. season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So then Kyler, well, there's a lot more people there. Now we see Kyler. He's talking to Kenny and other guys, and Kyler's basically telling Kenny and his other friends, he's going to be the next King Cobra. Right, because without Robbie there, what do you what do you say about Kyler? He's always he's always talking jazz. He's talking jazz. He's always he's, talking jazz. Always yeah, talking I don't jazz. think I don't think anybody thinks Kyler's going to be the next King Cobra. I don't really I don't think so. He thinks that. He thinks that. Yeah. But that's how Kenny learns that Robbie has quit. He's still questioning, like, like, wait a second, no. And then while that conversation's happening, what does Kenny spot? Who does he spot? I didn't like seeing this. So Kenny sees Anthony LaRusso mm-hmm. and you know, he's going to start bullying him again. You know, that, that's what's going to happen. And I was disappointed changed. to see, I was disappointed to see Kenny go into that mode. Why? Why is he doing that? Yeah. You think after all Valley, it's he like, kicked hey, his ass in the locker room at the all Valley. Already yes. done that. Already done that. Oh, come on. This is something that Dutch would have done. Old Johnny. Just like, Oh yeah, that guy. Although, in Karate Kid, it was Daniel that restoked the fire. Anthony hasn't done anything new, no. right? He didn't pour water on him while he's rolling a joint or something. So, yeah, it's like, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. Anthony's yeah. moved on. He's having a good time with everybody else at the water park today. But it also shows how much rage Kenny carries with yeah. him because kicking his ass in the locker room was not enough. Well, that think, was not enough. Let's think about his DNA. Sean has a lot of rage. Okay. His older brother, right? Mm -hmm. Rage runs through these guys. Yep. For whatever reason. Father's always gone. Military dad, not home a lot. And we don't know who his mother is yet. We've never met Kenny's mother. Nope. We hoped it was somebody we don't know. It wasn't Tootie from Facts of Life because she was, uh, that's Aisha's mom. That's Aisha's mother. Maybe it'll be someone else like Holly Robinson from 21 Jump Street. Wait a second. Was Kim Fields Aisha's mother? Yeah. Okay, just want to be clear. Okay, great. Could see her again. How about a flashback? Let's bring Aisha oh, back and bring her family I, back. Her father was I've a been, Hall of Famer for San Diego Chargers now, the Los Angeles Chargers. I've been crushing on Kim Fields for, for years, so it's fine with me. <laughs> All right, so now we're at the charity auction. We've made it there. Daniel and Amanda arrive. And Sal, where are we exactly? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, they don't know at first where they are. They're no, just they at don't some, know. At some nice home for a charity auction. But Daniel looks over and sees the license plate. Quick silver license plate. He knows where... Boom. Well, I don't know. Does he know for certain that it's Terry Silver's house or he knows Terry Silver's there? Well, he does make moment. a comment like, you know, this kind of feels familiar. It's like, And I was thinking he'd been to the Enos house from Cardi yes. Kid Part 3. Yeah. But had he been here... Yeah, this is like suburbia, it looks like. I think so. This, this is, is the, like, like upper middle class suburbia here. This is Silver's beachfront mansion. This is the one that we've seen Crease come by, and we've seen lots of scenes Wait, yes, that's right. This is a different house, then. This isn't the beach house. No, I thought this was the beach house. Oh, is it? I didn't see a beach in the background, was there? I figured that was Silver's house. Like this. Was Wait, I'm sorry. House. This house that, ha- that has the charity auction, this was the house that Crease got arrested? I assumed. It looks a little different, but maybe you're right. Well, we've never seen all aspects of it. Yeah. You know? okay. Now, hey, okay. he could have another house. You know, Chosen went to this house recently. Yeah. I assumed it was all the same, and we're seeing different vantage points. Okay. Right. They're not trying to pretend it's the Enos house, uh, no, Nos Feliz, no. 
by the Hollywood sign. They're not doing that, which is a stunning house, by the but way. But it's just that we're not seeing the beach in the background like we did. Yeah, we're, it's probably, they're probably cheating it, I'm assuming. Okay. If it's supposed to be the same house, they could be using a different house, right? Sure. Yeah, but, yeah, we talked about this. When it comes to interiors, exteriors, they're always You could cheat it. it. And, now, the yeah. production designer or location, they could come to me and say, oh, no, no, this is his second home. I just don't know that. It hasn't been said. No, it hasn't been I, established. I, I always assume watching this season, same house, different parts of house. But has Daniel ever been there? It's weird. He kind of had some sort of like, you know, uh, deja vu all over again. Like, well, yeah, I've been here. Well, whatever. That being said, they've arrived, puts it together, and here it comes Super nervous for Amanda to meet the founder of Unprivileged Teens, Ava Garcia. Yeah, and this is the woman that that Amanda wants to impress. Yeah, and she's like super nervous, telling her own name to herself, you know, which yeah. is really cute. It's <laughs> innocent. Yeah. It's good to see Amanda off her game just a little bit. I think it's good to be kind of candid about that. Like, if you're nervous, if you're legitimately nervous, yeah. just say it. Just say you're nervous. And it, and, it, and it kind of disarms people, I think. Yeah. And I shouldn't say of unprivileged teens. We don't know the name of the foundation at this point in time. We're about to learn it. But the organization helps unprivileged teens. We'll yes, get to the name great. shortly as we get further in the episode. Sure. So now we're back to Johnny's appointment. Appointment. Back to Johnny's apartment. Speaking of appointment. And there is an appointment because door-to-door service arrives. And Sal, who is it? It's Dimitri. And I'm loving this scene. I'm loving this scene. It's so hilarious. This show is, it's a little small. Everything is like, you know, we all go to, I would say claustrophobic. We go to the water park and everybody you know is at said water park. We go to a charity auction and we're at Silver's house. You call up a door-to-door service and there's Dimitri. (laughs) It's a little claustrophobic. But it works. And it's I think it's a, a great choice. A, a great, very of choice. all the guys, it's great. Sure. Now, he does wear a Tech Town shirt. Robbie used to work at Tech Town. Oh, my God. Well, Back I in the, the day. He's not doing any scams. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. But Johnny needs a smartphone, $50 smartphone. That's his no, budget. No. And what kind of phone does Dimitri have for him in that price point? Well, just to be clear, just today, this very day that you and I are speaking, I looked at the iPhone at Target, the latest iPhone, uh, 800 to, I think, 1100 So $1,000. $1,000 for the latest mm. phone, and he wants a phone for $50. What, what, what is he going to get for $50? So what's he give him? Uh, he, well, he only wants a phone for his uh, rideshare app is what really what he's looking for. So Dimitri has this smashed up screen. <laughs> Why does Dimitri even have a phone with a crack Someone screen? probably said, hey, can you fix this? And he's like, uh, yeah, he probably sold the guy something else and took his crack phone. I like when he said, oh, be careful you don't cut yourself yeah. on the glass. Imagine having to be careful of cutting your fingers on the very phone that you're using. Well, when he tells Dimitri he's going into the ride-sharing you know, business, Dimitri is like, Ah, a fellow gigolo, huh? And I love the gigolo <laughs> reference because I'm a big fan of American gigolo, as you and I yes, both know. Yes, yes, we yes. covered that movie on Let's I, Talk Movies. Yeah. And, and I love Deuce Bigelow, American And gigolo. we love Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> what is it, his whole name? American gigolo. Exactly. But then there's no. also Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, not, uh, yeah, not, I've, not I've American. Heard that term, not gigolo. American. It's Deuce Bigelow. Male Jiggle. Male Jiggle. It's like American. <laughs> American I was gigolo. letting you say the whole title. I was like, that's not the title. <laughs> yeah, funny stuff. And I love that great reference here. But then this, uh, he starts to help him because he, now he knows Johnny's getting the job. We're both doing this gig economy. And this leads to a funny exchange between Johnny and Dimitri. And why don't you please take it away? Johnny says, hey, thanks for being a dork or a geek. Or, you know, whatever you identify as. Dimitri says, well, they make us say nerd, since geek was already taken. Oh, my uh, gosh. That is hilarious. I that love how so thoughtful funny. Johnny is. The writer's room had to be in stitches over this. It's Do you so identify well as a done. dork or a geek? Yeah, I love it. And, of course, we know that geek was taken because the Geek Squad of yep, Best yep. Buy, of which will be here this week to install a television for us, which is really cool. So, nice. But, yeah, he's Make sure they install it on the right side of the wall. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm not letting Johnny Lawrence do it. Uh, do it. I said, you know, between the two doors, what is this? So great exchange, though. And um, now we're back at the water park. And Kenny, Kyler, and crew are bullying one, not LaRusso, but they call him... LaPusso. Oh, man. Kenny, Kenny coined that phrase, right? Did, he didn't did. he invent that? He did. LaPusso? 
And oh my God. Anthony is trying to reason, saying what you just said earlier. You know, hey, I said I was sorry. You know, they already got him back. This should have been in the past. But it's one of those things where you have to you have to ask yourself, like, when does revenge end? Yeah, exactly. Like, does yeah. does revenge have an end for Kenny? I mean, he just wants to keep going and going. Yeah, unless you stir the pot, the expiration should have happened. Anthony also sees Kyler there, which is another funny exchange. Please, <laughs> yes. this is great. Go ahead. Yeah, because Kyler's like bullying him, and Anthony's like, "Dude, you've been in my house. You dated my sister." And Kyler, I love this. Kyler says, "I date a lot of sisters." <laughs> he has no recollection of Anthony. Not to mention, he looks very different, right? You know, Kyler. At least Kyler as a character has just really been one-dimensional. Like we've we've never. I don't think we've ever like seen any like redeeming qualities. No. Like like any like sentimental qualities from Kyler, right? Like he is like like a one note bully asshole is Kyler. Uh, and by the way, that's his character. Just to be clear, the actor does, does such a great job. Oh, he does a great job. Yeah, funny line. Doesn't remember him, and the bullying continues. But Sal, what happens? They put those floating rings on him and now by the way when they put those rings on him and then kenny delivers a kick Mm -hmm. sending anthony into the little like lazy lagoon i was a little worried for a second you know what the way that anthony or the stunt actor landed head very close to the cement he could have been seriously injured there i mean if they weren't careful i hope that they were careful i hope he's okay not to mention someone who's not athletic might not be able to get right side up that's a lazy river. You go head in. You're about four of these rings, maybe more. You're going down. And it's a moving stream. Now, it's not that dangerous, but someone who has no upper body strength or whatever, that's not a fun prank. You don't just do it. I never did anything like this to anybody. You might push them in. You might do something else, but it's like, man, put these and then kick him. What if you had the air knocked out of you, the wind knocked out of you? Yeah, this could be very, very bad. And by the way, if you look at that very moment, they kick him. He goes into the water. I'm assuming it's a stunt performer. He's faced out. Yeah. He's just face down floating like a, like a corpse. Yeah. It looks really bad. It's it's, bad. I mean, it looks like they really hurt him is what it looks like. Yeah. Well, this brings Eli over. And then Cobra Kai's not backing down. Of course, Tori pops in and she breaks it up. This is just a continuing theme today. Now, the dojos, they've agreed to stay on different sides of the water park because this is dojo day at the water park. <laughs> there were probably other dojos that Oh, yeah, there, there was. There was definitely, yeah. The Lotus. Daryl Dar- Dar- Vidal's dojo, <laughs> yeah. And then Robbie makes his Cobra Kai point yet again. So this is the second time. Hey, you know, look what's happened to Kenny. So he's just really like, he knows everything now. And he's right, but... You got to let people come to their own decisions, their own conclusions. People often need to realize for themselves. They always. need to learn themselves. Always. Versus, well, always. There is yeah. no other you way. Can point you, them, you can point it out. It's fine. And then let them run with it from there. You know, there's a phrase that I really like, and it is, intelligence is learning from your own mistakes. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is learning from the mistakes of others. Oh, I like that. I like that. Like, in other words, you don't have to go through the fire yourself. You can just look at someone else that got burned and go, ah, ah, there we go. Don't yeah. do that. So now we're back at Silver's house. And this is that shot from the first look photos. We were kind of guessing like, oh, maybe it's a funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But now Daniel gets some drinks and Silver makes his move to go talk to Amanda. And he's got what with him? Oh, that white wine? 2013. Right. 2013. Albert. This mm. uh, very, I'm assuming expensive. I don't know, but I it looks expensive. Still. And Amanda Chilled even... white wine. And, yeah. She takes a sip and reluctantly is like, it's she very it. nice. It's very yeah, good. Yeah, She didn't want to show too much enthusiasm. <laughs> she didn't want like, to show any. Yeah, yeah. By the way, just to be clear, I, I'm more of a fan of the reds. So I'm a red. I'm a red. The drier, yeah. the thicker, more almost like blood. Part of my vampire fantasy. I'm a Cabernet. Okay. I like Cabernet. Also Pinot. I like Pinot. And Pinot. Cavs, Pinot. Not real big on Merlots, but maybe that's just a sideways in me. They slammed Merlots in there. But Sal, Silver paints a very different picture of Daniel and Karate and even mentions Chosen. How he came in and kind of sabotaged the dojo. Yeah, he's and going Amanda's for a little like, sympathy here. Whoa. Going for a little sympathy. Whoa. Like he's trying to get Amanda to like 
oh, this poor guy, this yeah. poor man. My husband must yeah. be the bully. Daniel does have a hot head, I'm telling you. He does, yeah. Daniel is. If you look back, uh, Daniel could have been the bully the whole time. <laughs> They've even made videos on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So now we're in a random neighborhood. And Sal, you just knew it. But please, what occurs? Uh, this is where, where these two uh, young ladies are waiting, right? And oh yeah, Johnny drives up asking for Michael, but it's Michaela. Yeah, right. And then he mentions some other app, the Jimmy John app. No, no, oh, he no, mentions- no, no. He's like, I have another app. Tell me, I have to go pick up Jimmy John. Jimmy John. There we go. Which he thought was a guy. Pick someone at the restaurant at Jimmy John. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these girls hop in, and yeah, there's a little montage of. Uh, him being an Uber driver. But the montage starts after they're like, hey, can you play some Billie Eilish? And he's like, oh. no problem. And I'm thinking, <laughs> he doesn't know Billie Eilish. And he doesn't. He puts in Billy Idol, Mone Mone, Mone Mone. Love that song. And nice. this is another montage. But this, Sal, is a rideshare montage. Yeah. We have empty beer cans rolling all over the back seat. We have backseat drivers telling him where to go. We got cold burgers because he's getting their food, Uber Eats, and taking forever to get to them. And it's just, this is not a good profession for him, Sal. But no, he has no boundaries. He has no boundaries. Like he, no, there's no boundaries. Well, speaking of which, it leads to this. He does the impossible, Sal. <laughs> like, it's one thing to. You know, he's been on the road all day. He's probably had a lot of water or other liquids. He's got to go pee. Kind of like bus drivers, you know, that sure. sometimes they'll hold it forever. But yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. look for a bottle to relieve himself. He pees in a can. Yeah, that I've never done. Now, I would figure, see, I have this little like emergency thing in my glove compartment. It's like emergency. They do sell have, this. Yeah. Yeah, they have that. Or you would maybe have a Snapple bottle. Yeah. A can? You are bound to leave a mess. You are bound to leave a mess. Unless you've you're got trying a great to do aim, great control. So he does relieve himself in this can, but he's got a passenger right behind him. And let's be grateful that that passenger wasn't a woman at that very moment. Yeah, he would have been arrested. Because that would have been a whole other yeah, thing. So needless to say, poor ratings across the board. One <laughs> single star. Speaking of single ratings, hey, hey, speaking of ratings. A running theme here for the These night. are deserved. <laughs> this is well-deserved for this bad uh, ride-sharing. Uh, Neither myself nor Jason pee into a can. No. We would not do that if never, we were Uber drivers. I we never. would not do that. <laughs> so, yes, it's not good. And he's yelling. At, you know, He's even arguing. He gets the one star. He's like, well, of course it smells like beer. There is spilt beer in here. It's Hello. like, oh, Johnny, Johnny, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to mention one thing. It's just because this was kind of blaring to me. I understand that if you want to become an Uber driver, your car kind of has to pass. They got to see your car. And your driving record. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But I'm wondering if maybe like Johnny, they could have had a scene where like maybe like, I don't know, Miguel was sneaking in his car or or his driving record. Like somehow Johnny had to be like snuck in to be, because unfortunately we love you, Johnny, but I don't even know if Uber would have hired, hired Johnny, no. especially with that van. I agree. I totally agree. Nor should they. <sighs> now we're back at the water park. Mitch, Bert, and Devin are all talking and complaining that they're kind of boxed out because they, you know, they have to go to their own sides and they cannot sure. ride the double dragon ride, yeah, which man. is also a classic Nintendo game, one of my faves back in the day. Oh, yeah. But they're fed up and they're going to now break the line, you know, where they were told to stay. Yes. And we see them walking by. And of course, as they walk by, we see Miguel and Sam continuing to talk. And they're still having their, you know, it, it's cute. They're keeping their distance as far as emotions, but they're kind of almost like flirting is kind of what's going on here. Well, they still have feelings for each other, right? You, you can't hide that or, or put that aside. They still have feelings for each other, but they're trying to be friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're making though, yeah, each other totally laugh. Awkward. It's really cute. Yeah, so, And why is Sam reading a book at a water park? Yeah, what she, is well, this? She's kind of just figuring things out. She is definitely not connected to what's going on that day. She never even moves from her chair. Yeah. So she's reading a book, which is... Wild, From Lost to Found on the Pacific Crest Trail, written by Cheryl Strayed. Now, this book became a movie, which I saw, named Wild, 2014, with Reese Witherspoon. Now, seeing the title, Miguel thinks it's Into the Wild, 
Another movie came out in 2007, starred Emil Hirsch, and was written and directed by Sean Penn. Another great movie, loved it. But he's trying to make the connection like, hey, yeah, is that the scene where he's found the bus and then he realizes he's got the wrong wild, but they're having fun with it. It's cute. So, which well, I like. I, you, you could also have been uh, where the wild things you are. You could have done that. You by Maurice done... Sendak. There you go. A lot of wilds could have happened. What was that movie with uh, the famous threesome with Kevin Bacon? Wild Things. Could have brought that okay. up. Nice, yeah. But anyway, now it's Miyagi-Do Cobra Kai standoff showdown. And Robbie, Eli, Miguel, Tori... They break it up. It's just, it's too much. You know, light beer tastes great, less filling. Mm -hmm. It's just this, they're bound and determined to not get along. By the way, it's kind of Devin's fault, right? Well, I mean. Everything was kind of peaceful for the moment. They wanted that double drag. I mean, true, true. Everyone's pushing it. Devin was like, come on, let's get, I don't want to miss that ride. Let's go. And so she got right, Mitch and Bert. Well, Mitch Mitch was also talking about it too. Everyone's peeved. Meanwhile, they're at a water park. Enjoy yourself. But. We need a show. We need things to happen. So this manifest into... Oh, they decide to, to have a race, right? A race? It's sort of a friendly way and to... And not a running race. Let's no, be clear. No, no. A water slide race. And by the way, as soon as you say we're going to race on water slides, I'm thinking, well, the slides would have to be identical. Because yeah. if the slides are not identical, you have, you know, this slide on the right spins a few more times. This slide's a little true. faster. You know, if you went to water parks, like you say, you know, we would know which one was faster. That's true. So I don't know. I don't know if this was like a fair from the beginning. I don't know if this is fair, but they decide to have a race and it's going to be Eli versus Tori. Also the two current All-Valley champs. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Which is great. Champ versus champ. Champ versus champ. Very nice. So now back at Silver's house, we learn that the organization is Dreams for Teens, which is great. It really is. And he's showing this huge interest. I mean, he is a donor to this particular cause charity and his homes facilitating this auction this day and now we learn that daniel is about to auction off some items and i didn't see this coming i didn't there was no talking about this it kind of came out of nowhere yeah, we never saw these ahead of time. and we don't see it until we literally see these three come in on a cart i'm like whoa yeah. hang on a second D- daniel and amanda didn't bring those with them chosen did he load them up earlier in the car i don't know but this is like big stuff hang on you know what you should have had johnny lawrence should have been delivering those oh my God, ahead of time great <laughs> but i'll let you take daniel's speech which kind of sheds a light on everything and it is the greatest you know speech in the entire episode yeah so daniel is delivering these three bonsai trees and he presents them to the audience he's there on a microphone authentic bonsai trees they're extremely rare They must be grown with love and care in order to develop strong roots. Because having a strong foundation will then choose their own way to grow, just like us. That's what my mentor taught me many years ago. He not only brought these trees into my life, but what they represent. Harmony, balance, and honor. And I'm honored to pass on this legacy and these beautiful trees to a lucky person here today. I want to add to this that I've mentioned this on previous shows. My brother-in-law is a bonsai master. I mean, I would almost probably, I think, call him that. I think he's officially like award-winning. Some bonsais are very expensive. Well, let's let's go back to the Karate Kid Part 3. That particular Mm -hmm. bonsai could have covered everything. Yes, very Mm -hmm. expensive indeed. But Sal, I have a bigger issue with this scene. Uh, No mention of Mr. Miyagi by name? (sighs) <sighs> yeah. Just you don't think it, it dishonors there. him, do you? I don't know. I, it wasn't like malicious. Yeah. Maybe he thought calling him his, what was his exact uh, verbiage? Well, he could have said, that's what my mentor, mentor, Mr. Miyagi, taught me. He, or he could have said, yeah, that, that's what my sensei, my Mr. Sensei. Miyagi, taught me. He could have said that, you think? I would have said his full name there, just something, okay. just me, but didn't happen. And the bidding starts at $2,000. Let's be clear, these are three... Full-grown bonsai. Right? Hang on, Jason. Maybe it's good he didn't mention Mr. Miyagi because he's about to go off the deep end here. So That's maybe true. it's good he didn't mention Miyagi because it may actually taint Miyagi for if he was mentioned. Maybe that's why they didn't do it. <laughs> so bidding starts at 2000 for three beautiful bonsai, potted. None of them, I, I quickly popped in 
not like a VHS or anything. I have it in my Apple cloud, but Karate Kid Part 3, I was like, let me just look at that bonsai again, the one that they saved and they mm -hmm. extracted it from the hillside. Sure. And just seeing if it matched one of these three, and it does not. So I Oh, I, you were thinking I was like, are they going there? Wow. Is this a leftover from Miyagi's Little Trees? It was not. If it were that one, that could have been on its own. That would have been a solitary exactly. donation. Yeah. But it starts at 2,000. You know, we're bouncing around. 3,000, 3,500. Yeah, going up quickly. But then, where does it go? Silver says 30K. And and there was no uh, counter. No, Nobody was not. Done. Ah, <laughs> uh, 35, 35. Silver makes the purchase and then goes on to talk about how he loves this organization, and he's also going to offer free karate classes to all low-income students. Oh, my God. Everybody in that environment at his home, he just donated 30K. He's just saying he's going to give low-income students free karate. Everybody in that afternoon is loving this guy. Yeah, except for Daniel. <laughs> he is seething Daniel is. he's like can I retract the bonsais and get out of here not good so now we're at the pawn shop and this is the same pawn shop that we visit from time to time because yes, it's yes. Lyle he's back this yeah. is his pawn shop he owns two more and him and Johnny always have these great exchanges and this is another fun scene yeah what do you call it a teachable moment you may call this yeah Right. I like that we see a little more of Lyle. We do. And then Johnny is like open and receptive. Johnny's in a real good place right now. He's willing to do whatever it takes to step up to the plate, to be a good father, to be there for Carmen. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm really proud. <laughs> Through it all, I'm very proud of Johnny. Well, they come in with their usual exchange. He's coming in with the taquitos because he was an Uber order, Uber Eats. Yep. And yes, yes. Lyle offers him one. But Johnny already yeah, had does. one, so <laughs> then Lyle throws it in the trash. But nice. it does turn to life lessons. Like, why do you do this? He's like, hey, most people hate their job, but the reason's why. He's got three kids. And yeah, Johnny's taking this in. He's mm -hmm. got, well, he's got a few kids. He cares for Miguel. Robbie's his son. Sure. And he's got a, a newborn on the way. Oh, you yeah. know, and Carmen does have a job, but Johnny knows he needs to get with the program. His sensei yeah. days are kind of frozen because of the, you know, contest they lost. So yeah, he's. I like this exchange. It was more heartfelt. Yeah. It was really good because you, you didn't expect it. You've never seen them have that moment before. Yeah, very. No, good. sometimes those moments can be very unexpected. Happen when you least expect it. Yeah. All of a sudden, two people can meet at that little time. This person can say something. This person can be receptive, and then there's a little moment, a little magical moment, like they had. They did have sort of a little special moment. Yeah, they should have hugged. Hug it out. <laughs> Hug it out. Yeah. So now we're back at the water park, ping-ponging there quite a bit, and Robbie and Kenny talk. And Kenny's like, hey, Robbie, you know, it's almost like, hey, champ, is it true? And then he learns that Robbie's on this mission, you know, distancing himself and others from Cobra Kai, but Kenny's not hearing it, so he is locked and loaded on this path of Cobra Kai. He drank Kai. the Kool-Aid. He's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's seen his, his own self has grown. He's no longer that's, scared. See, that's a tough situation because mm -hmm. he's seen... Now he's kick-ass, right? Now he's kick-ass. Well, why would I want to leave the people that made me kick-ass? Yeah. I'm not bullied. Now I bully. Yeah. Right? Why would I want to leave that? So, yeah, between a rock and a hard place, uh, Kenny, like what's the motivation for Kenny to leave Cobra Kai at this moment? There is none. Not yet. Not yet. So now it's Champ versus Champ, Tori versus Eli, and Sal, what happens? Oh, well, they start to race yeah. separate separate slides. Right? And this isn't the speed slide, to be clear. This is more No, the, yeah, they're going through tunnels and stuff. And they're right? on the flotation device of which they're Anthony on those, had one of those on donuts. Him. Yeah. Right? The donuts that they put on, on, on Anthony, yes. They reach the bottom, and we see that Eli's raft, at some point, maybe somebody punctured it. It's flat. He starts to ride a flattening raft. Leaky tube. So he loses. Yeah. What inner tube? There you go. But yeah. Tori actually did win. She comes out first. Yes. And then Eli comes out and he's blaming Kenny and it basically is attacking Kenny, but not physically. Well, 
We never saw anybody we puncture the. That we all. didn't see anything, but there is accusations. You come down, your tube is deflated, so you're making accusations. Is what Eli's doing, and everybody, a cheater, 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 cheater. Yeah. But now Kenny is literally attacking Eli physically, <laughs> and you know Eli takes one shot and then blocks, and then kind of comes back and hits him. Well, when you see this from like Robbie's POV, he's like, what the? So of course, he, a lot of misunderstandings. He runs over there and pushes Eli in the water. And then Miguel seeing this runs over and I thought he was going to push Robbie in the water, but just pushes him. And then they square up. It's like, oh my gosh, this show, this is like Johnny and Daniel always about to fight. But this is- And Robbie, by the way, probably buffer than ever. Buffer than ever. Yeah. Buffer than ever. And then the lifeguard comes over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like And that. you've seen this from first look photos. He's in between those two, Miguel and Robbie. And he kicks everybody out. I, I like that. Oh, that shows the authority of a lifeguard at a water park. Out. Yeah. Right? A, a lifeguard has more has more authority than all these black belts, theoretically, right? Out of here. Yeah. Out of here. Meanwhile, when they all leave, park empty. Yeah. There's nobody else <laughs> nobody left. left. All the other dojos <laughs> leave too. Yeah. So now we're back at Silver's house. And Silver and Ava are talking about Amanda. We kind of hear. We don't hear. We just what hear Amanda. But we, yeah, Sal, yeah, who's eavesdropping? Okay, so this is where Daniel starts to go off the deep end here. So Daniel, he eavesdrops. He sees and hears Terry talking to Ava, and he thinks that Terry is saying horrible things right. to Ava about Amanda. Exactly. He just assumes because he makes that assumption. Ava walks away, <sighs> and then Daniel goes over to Silver and is like, hey, what are you guys talking about? And then Silver, knowing how to play somebody, much like Crease, he says, oh, yeah, I was telling her, Amanda, she's a phony, a psychopath, liar, who should never be trusted. Is he talking about himself, Sal? Because that's a pretty good description. But Daniel then pushes Silver. He's fed up, Sal. Pushes him, and of course, Silver just goes with it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> falls down on a knee, knocking the bonsais, which breaks my heart to see, and I'm sure your brother-in-law's as well, because the bonsais will survive, but they're all broken. Yeah, it's almost like a fish out of water. You need to fix this right away. Exactly. They're getting knocked over, and Miss Garcia runs over to help poor Silver come back <laughs> on his feet. And so he's looking like looking kind of looking like kind of elderly. Yeah. Like, oh, oh gosh, this this this, this young this Larusso just came kicked over. my ass. Yeah. But what is revealed in this moment? Well, what we find out is that Silver was not being critical of Amanda to Ava, mm-hmm. but actually praising Amanda to Ava. Yep. Right. So we learn that at this moment in time now. Uh, Daniel LaRusso is just seen as some psychopath. Psychopathic liar. In front of everybody. Because, yeah, he said nothing but good things about Amanda because Ava's like, he was not saying anything negative. She's, you know, stellar in the community, very involved. So is the whole family until now. So Mm. absolutely an embarrassment, a black eye to LaRusso in front of Mm. other people in the community, some movers and some shakers, but also Amanda. Who's devastated? Oh, Amanda's devastated. She this. is devastated. I think she says something like "thank you," but in a sarcastic Thank way, you. right? And she turns. Yeah. She runs off. She's oh, out. Oh boy, this is horrible. Uh, Terry Silver is the victim in this scene. Uh, Daniel is the aggressor, assailant in this scene. Mm-hmm. Amanda is another victim. Ah, <laughs> uh, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Poor Daniel. Poor, poor Amanda. Poor Amanda, and also shows what a mastermind Terry Silver. Indeed is. I could not have even concocted an environment like this. I couldn't have. I could not have no, done that. Not. What, what he did. You could not. So now we're in the Eagle Fang van, and Johnny calls Shannon because you know what? After that talk with Lyle and everything else that's been going on, he wants Robbie to stay with him for the summer and not go visit his grandparents. It's a very touching scene conversation because she realizes, hey, he's, you're stepping up. This is great. She's basically said yes. And why don't you just go pick up Robbie if you want to? He's at the water park with everybody else. I was kind of looking forward to Robbie getting those three meals a day. I was oh, looking I forward know. to that. Just one with Johnny. What does Johnny make? Not a fried bologna, right? Is that what oh, yeah. Johnny makes? Yeah, yeah. There would have been no fried bologna with grandma, grandpa. No. But while this scene's going on, he's getting off the phone with Shannon, we realize he just missed someone's stop because he has oh, yeah. a current 
passenger part of his ride share. Yeah. Uh, so he whips a Yui and lets the person out. Wait, he missed the stop or he, or he went through a stop sign? I think he missed the person's stop. Like, hey, oh. you missed my stop. And so he's got to and then let the person out. So another one-star review. One-star review. So now we're outside the water park because everyone's been ejected from said water park. <laughs> nice. And Tori and Robbie argue more of the same. This is the one note Robbie has, and you know he's trying. This is where he's he kind of says yeah. it's either Cobra Kai or me right here. Exactly. And she's just like, enough. I mean, how many times can someone come and tell you something? We just talked about this, but you know, once, okay, yeah, twice, all right, three times. Let me just think about some stuff. Chill out. Sure. So Robbie walks away, and then Miguel is with Eli, Moon, and Yasmin because Sam left earlier. She went from book to getting ejected to taking Anthony, and they were out. So we don't even see her again. Yeah, she was not involved in any of those the, None the squabbles. Of that. Could care. She wasn't less. involved in the in the contest no. with the slide. She wasn't in any of that. No, yeah. And so when Miguel leaves them, Eli Moon and Yasmin, he sees Robbie and goes and confronts him. Right? Because Doesn't he's like he push him at first? Well, he's like, Hey man, you know, I thought you were not in Cobra Kai, because from his vantage point, he keeps interjecting in these moments with everybody. And, of course, Robbie's like, no, he's really there to try to bring peace to everything. But perceptions are, you know, your own. And it's like, mm-hmm. what the heck? Yeah. Sure. Vantage point. Yep. And, Sal, it's nearly go time again with these two. They like to tussle. And it nearly comes to like it. I not this. No, I don't want to see this either. But just in time, who arrives? Well, see, that's why that's one of the reasons why it's painful to see these scenes because I feel bad for Johnny who arrives. Yeah. I feel bad that Johnny has to see this. Exactly. His number one protege fighting his son. I mean, come on, that's not easy to see. No. Breaks it up like he did in Mexico, like he did a time before that. And so they both walk off. So he hasn't even broken the news to Robbie about staying with him for the summer. No. Mm. To be continued. So now there's an aerial shot of the valley. And now we're at LaRusso's house. And this is great. Chosen is watching 90 Day Fiance. And he's he's really into it. He's emotionally involved. He's really into it. I don't know this show. I've heard of it. I don't know it at all. I think that like they just match up people to get married in 90 Day. Is it kind of like The Bachelor or Love is Blind? Something like that. Okay. One of those reality shows, yeah. Well, it's really funny until Daniel and Amanda come home. And then it's just painful, Sal. Yeah, it is. Because this is, we go into, well, first of all, there's a misunderstanding about, like, she didn't even know about some of the hijinks that have, had occurred oh, yeah. completely with Chosen. The and fight Daniel. at so the furniture she's, store. There you go. She's, she's getting more information. So, in other words, it, it becomes amplified. And, yeah, they get into one of the worst fights that leads to her walking out and saying she's going to take the kids uh, which well, not permanently, know, kinda, not permanently. Well, but that's kind of getting into the like separation realm. It's not you know? good. Not good. It's wonderfully acted, I gotta say. Sure. And it yeah, is by job. far the worst argument we've ever seen between them. I think so. Yeah. And it's real. And then chosen. Imagine how awkward chosen has to feel. Have you ever been in it, like standing when like a couple argues? It is yes. awkward as hell being there. I have. Not good. No. But she needs space. And she's going to take the kids. Now, most likely go to her parents' house. But, you know, and Daniel won't back down. You got to let Chosen I fix it. And she's like, fix it. I'm out of here. Mm. Mm. High stakes yeah, here, If you're going to do it, do it. And that's the end of the episode. It's a very kind of a dark ending. Not even kind of. It is. And he just ends on Daniel's face, yeah. right? Looking shocked and disappointed. It's a setup a, episode. Yeah. You immediately have to go to the next episode. Like, who can end on this? But we do end this episode here at this moment in time. So a very good episode. A lot of things happening. Things are moving along. You know, that's part of this show, setting them up for the bigger storylines that are coming. I'm feeling again for Daniel because when you look at the complete saga, Daniel, things happen to him and things happen around him. Like he doesn't do anything like bad or wrong. He doesn't. But just by him living and walking around things just happen things just happen around him right he didn't burn down barn's store he didn't want that to happen he didn't make that happen but it happened he helps in put just them the in motion of, yeah it's like it's almost like he's bad luck i don't use that term often but it's almost like he has sort of a bad luck about him 
It's almost like everything he turns, uh, what is it? Instead of everything he touch turns to gold, everything he touch turns to what, tin? I would agree with you until he gets into an all-valley karate tournament. And then he's the best around. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep you down. Uh, yeah, I haven't sang that one in a while. That was pretty good. Yeah, so it was. It's sad to see Daniel's disappointed face when a a man is walking off and threatening to take the kids. And by the way, these—it's kind of interesting that she says take the kids because these aren't like you know nine and ten year olds. I mean, these are teenagers. Yeah. What if they're like, no, we want to stay with? Oh, she's thinking of their safety. That's what she's thinking of. Let me think of their safety. Let me. Okay, I get it now. So she's like, let's get out of here. I want to keep the kids safe. I'm out. And there's Daniel and chosen to uh, do what they do. Yeah. So that's it. We're four down. Six to go. I cannot wait. We'll be back next week to cover episode five. Anything else? Any parting words, Sal? Yeah, I just want to say for the record, I officially disagree with the 7.6 IMDb rating. As do I. I would have at least given it into the eights. Oh, okay, fine. 8.0, 8.1, fine. You don't want to give it 8.5, fine. But 7.6, disagree. I also disagree with the one-star rating we recently <laughs> received on Apple. <laughs> Yes, yes. I, let's see if, you know, sometimes I'll be on the phone with a company and they're like, I'll be like, oh, can you take off the late fee? And they're like, I'm sorry, we can't take off the late fee. And what I say, like a, like an asshole, I go, they can launch a missile and call the missile back. They can call a missile back, but you can't take away a late fee? Okay, thank you. So yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those so, things. One of those different things. people are launching the missile. Much smarter <laughs> people are launching the missile. You're not on the phone with a rocket scientist, but hey. That's true. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving this show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.